a blessed day to each and every one of you. I trust that you are enjoying the day in the Lord. I remember when I was growing up, there were some songs that, you know, I just love to hear. And one of the songs that ministered to my heart, even before the message was preached, the song would be a message in itself. And that's why, you know, we are to be very careful, even in the songs that we sing. Sometimes we sing the songs we love, and the songs we love may not have the message that goes along with the message for the day. And this song, I really loved it and still love it. It's entitled, Christ Receive It, Sinful Men. It's based on 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 15. This is a faithful saying that Christ Jesus came into the world to save his sinners. The songwriter said, sinners, Jesus will receive. Song this word of grace to all who the heavenly pathway leave, all who linger, all who fall. Sing it over and over again. Christ receiveth sinful men. Make the message clear and plain. Christ receiveth sinful men. Long before the preacher gets up in the pulpit, when songs like these are sung, the message already begins to ring in the heart that Christ received sinful men. This morning, I want to read for you verse 5 and verse 6 of Matthew chapter 3 and look at this man, John, and his ministry. Verse 5 says, Then went out to him Jerusalem, and all Judea, and all the region around about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. Ah, one may wonder, but why is it that we don't see crowds of people coming to Jesus confessing their sins? Maybe we need to stop and check our message. What was the message that John preached? John preached repentance. People were coming after John preached his message, even while John was preaching his message. They were coming from Jerusalem, Judea, and around the Jordan River. They were coming from the southeastern part of Palestine. Many were accepting John's message, and the scripture said, they confessed their sins and were baptized. Many of these people recognized John as a prophet. For in Matthew 21, and reading from verse number 26, the Bible says, But if we shall say of men, we fear the people, for all hold John as a prophet. The mission that John had has not changed. It remains the same for us today. It is a command from God to us, and that is to go into all the world and preach the gospel and to baptize the believers. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and verse number 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them, in the name of the Father, 
and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. After you baptize them, what are you to do? He said, teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Matthew reminded us of what Jesus said. Mark saw it so important that he too reminded us in chapter 16 and verse number 15 and 16. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is a command that we as God's children have, and that is to go and preach the gospel. He said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, one of the observations I have of John is that all those who believed and confessed, who came to him to be baptized, he baptized them. Now, one of the things I did not see, I don't see John questioning them and making sure that they are saved. His message was clear to the point, and as he preached, and they confess faith, he tagged baptism onto it as their sincerity of their faith. We know though, that many of those after a while ceased to follow John and his teaching. It happened then, and it is still happening today. According to the scripture, John's greatness was demonstrated by six outstanding facts. Number one, he was filled and controlled by the Spirit even from his mother's womb. Now that makes a difference. When you are controlled by the Spirit, you do what the Spirit wants. You say what the Spirit wants you to say. You go where the Spirit wants you to go. And you are what the Spirit wants you to be. And the Spirit of God lives within us. And this man, oh, his success was based on he was controlled by the Spirit. Before he was born, this man was Spirit-filled. Secondly, he was obedient to God and His Word and followed the will of God. You know, it is one thing for us to hear the Word of God. It is something else for us to believe the Word of God, even agree with the Word of God. But to obey the Word of God is something else. That is to move, that is to do. Do as we are told, when we are told, how we are told. He was obedient to God and to God's Word. Then thirdly, he was a well-controlled man refused anything and everything that was not necessary. John was not a man out there looking to see how much of this was goods that he could gain or he can have for himself. John knew that he was there to proclaim the word of God and he did it and nothing else mattered. There's a fourth thing I've noticed about John. He was humble and stood with his purpose in life, and that was to announce the
the coming of the King. Why am I here? Why are you here? What is your purpose in life? What is our God-given purpose in life? Why did God create us? And then, why did God place us in the place that He placed us? That's not by accident. There is a purpose in which God created us and a purpose in which He saved us and left us here on planet Earth after He saved us. And that purpose is to let people see Christ in us. That purpose for those of us to whom He has called is to preach the gospel. Let everybody know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Notice something else about this man. Hmm. He faithfully proclaimed the word. Today, there are those who proclaim the word, get tired and stop. John proclaimed the word faithfully. He never stopped proclaiming the word when he was called upon to do it. No one forced him to do it. He knew that this is what God brought him for and this is what he wanted to do. He faithfully proclaimed the word. You know what? When we proclaim the word for God to be lifted up, who would not want God to be lifted up at every time? And that would cause us to be faithful. When we stop and we think of the goodness of God on how faithful He is to us. Listen, I had never seen the rising of the sun late. I had never seen clearing of morning late. I have never got up one morning and the oxygen was off. God is faithful. I had never gone to bed without having something to eat, even if I didn't have it in the morning. God is faithful. He's faithful. I never been a day where I didn't have someone to be in my presence and say something to me, a word of encouragement. I can always go to my Bible and be encouraged. God is always there for us. And then number six, he was a great soul winner. Oh, my friend, I want to ask you a question because my time is up this morning. Had you ever won a soul to Christ? If not, why don't you try seeking to win someone to Christ? And there you would see how it feels. There you will enjoy all the blessings of bringing someone to Christ. One of these days, Paul said, What is my joy, crown, or hope of rejoicing? Is it not you in the presence of the Lord? One of these days, we're going to stand before the Lord. And those that we brought to Christ will stand there. And that would be our joy, our crown of rejoicing. Not how much money we made down here. Not how much land we had. No, not how much businesses we had. Not, not how popular we were, but how many souls we brought to the Lord. Father, thank you so much for these eternal blessings that you have given to us. As we seek, Lord, to please you, may you have your way in our lives. Thank you for this opportunity to share these devotions with my friends, my brethren, my family, my partners in ministry. 
who shared them with so many others. Lord, use your word so that you be honored, you be glorified, souls be saved, and believers edified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you for sharing his word. Do have a great day.